Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And we've got a nooner today to talk about mainstream media. Oh my God, this dog. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about the media meltdown that happened yesterday for sure. But listen, I moved upstairs again. So I'm in a bedroom upstairs because I've got kids. And they at one point wanted their own rooms and the oldest was living here and then he moved out and then we turned his room into a gym because the other kid wanted to be up here. And then the other kid now is older and he's like, I want to be downstairs with my my brother and my friends. And I said, okay. And then so now he's like, we had to move them all. So we had to move the other kids. The kids both has bedrooms downstairs. I moved back up here. We had to like move all the stuff. We had to paint the wall. We had to get it all set up. That all happened between Saturday and Sunday. Kudos to old man shipwreck, Mr. Shipwreck. Uh, Mr. Shipwreck for doing uh, the heavy stuff because and putting up with me because I'm a nightmare when it comes to this kind. I'm a, and Sonia knows too. Like I am a nightmare when it comes to everything being said exactly one way and I can't have any cords showing and the lighting all needs to be right and he's hanging lights from the ceiling and I'm like, it's not right. Like you got to move it to the left and he spent like an hour. Like the TV went up but it tilted a little bit and I'm like, well, we got to redo it and just. Shout out to Mr. Shipwreck. Sorry, you married into the crazy. Um, I cook well, so there's that. That's he's got that going for him. I do. I cook. I I can cook pretty well, uh, so I can feed him and I do his laundry. That's enough. That's enough of that, ladies and gentlemen. So we're upstairs, and does it looks nice? We got all the stuff. Okay, I've got all the stuff. I've got my ninja, and I've got all the. I mean, we're good. We're upstairs. It's gonna be all good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Tara and Raysa and Lily's Flowers, it's good to see you. And Jack's mom, hello, welcome to the show. And who was in here first? We had scroll. I had somebody in here like yesterday. Really, McRobbie, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Really, and Ranch Crew Tom is also here. Double N Glenn, uh, make sure you smash the like button. If you don't, I'm just going to assume that you're in love with Don Lamont. It is Lamont. Is it Lamont or is it Lemon? I've been calling him Lamont. I want to say like this was a thing. A few years back, like people were mispronouncing his name and he got real butthurt about it. I'll have to look it up. But the somehow I pulled out the lemon, but it's lemon, like lemonade, like sour lemonade. What a he is. He's what a wuss. <laughs> I have not. I do not like Don Lamont. I have not liked Don Lamont since I started this. In fact, he was probably one of the first uh, media people that I didn't like. And and I'd found this interview with him where he was interviewing this guy who was like, child molesters are not pedophiles and not all pedophiles are child. Mol and I'm like, you know what? And he's like, it's a mental illness and we need to normalize it. And I'm like, no, 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 Don Lamont. That's not what we're, we don't need to normalize it. Look, go get help. But this isn't something that you need to go promote. Okay. This isn't something that we need a big, like public community about like this go kind of like an STD, go fix it. Just go, go to therapy, do what you got to, just fix it. Not everything needs to be inclusive and accepted, okay? It just doesn't. This is one of those things. I'm just going to put that out there. We don't want to set the precedence that this is okay. And and we, we don't want kids getting comfortable with the idea that this is okay. And they have to start people pleasing with these adults. We're not, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Um, Double N Glenn says, we can do that on our own. Don't promote. That's what I'm saying. Alex King, welcome to live. It's good to see you. Freedom Fam and Rumble, what's up? Susan and Freedom Fam, it's good to see you. Everybody on Rumble, welcome to live. It's good to see you. Thank you for being here. I love your faces. Uh, what do we got today? 
So what do we want to talk about? We're going to talk about Tucker. You guys want to talk about Tucker Carlson? Mondays, right? Mondays are probably, everybody hates Mondays. I love Mondays. I think Mondays are just the best because all of a sudden nothing happens all weekend and we're all just enjoying our weekend for the most part, most of the time. And then Monday hits and Monday hit like a train yesterday. So first thing that came out was Tucker Carlson was going to be leaving Fox News and that was confirmed yesterday. Um, there was no goodbye episode. There was no real notice. There was no nothing, but it came on the helm of the Fox News agreeing to a settlement between them and the Dominion voting machines, which I don't know how many people knew that was even going on. Uh, I was watching it, but the whole voting, the whole, like that whole thing is not something, it's something I watch, but it's not something I talk a lot about. Um, just because I feel like there's enough people that are taking it on and, and we watch it and when something big happens, we talk about it, but I don't watch it like some of these other people, but there was a lawsuit between Fox news and the dominion voting systems. And it was for defamation and it had something to do with Tucker Carlson. And there were a lot of rumors that it was because Tucker had left because of this, this settlement deal that he wasn't happy that they were paying him or whatever, or they weren't happy with him saying what he said. That was one of the rumors. And that rumor had come out. Somebody had come out and said, you know what? That wasn't it. Uh, that was not the reason that Tucker Carlson left. Another rumor about the Tucker Carlson leaving Fox news was that he's going to go and team up with Elon Musk and Dan Bongino and all of these, these alternate media folks. Uh, and they're going to start a new media company. So almost like a new Fox news essentially, which is possible. I don't see Tucker Carlson leaving the spotlight um, anytime soon. William, thank you so much for the super sticker. I'm ahead of Sonia. I got to stop touching things. I'm sorry, Sonia. Um, thank you so much for the super sticker, William. Thank you for helping us keep more lights on because I need more lights up here because the room is considerably smaller and the lighting in here is really bad. And so I had to buy lights. Just thank you. Thank you very much for the, the, the super sticker. Um, it's very possible that Tucker Carlson, I, I do anticipate him going somewhere else or doing something maybe in an independent media type of situation. I don't see him disappearing. I don't see him leaving at the top of his game. They just gave him the J6 footage, right? He just had this explosive interview and this explosive expose when it comes to the J6 stuff. He's had a lot of explosive exposés. He was he was Fox News' top viewed anchor in the entirety of the company. Like There wasn't anybody that was even close. I do not see him just disappearing into the limelight. Uh, another rumor that was going around, and that is somewhat verif not verifiable, but it, uh, somewhat the guy that, that put it out there. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I shared it to YouTube communities, which is like um, you can share like memes and stuff if you go to the communities tab. And the guy's name is Nick Adams. And Nick Adams shared that you won't believe the words that have penetrated my ears. I had just had an intimate conversation with the top GOP confidant who told me on the condition of anonymity, anonymous, an, you got it, that Tucker Carlson is in deep talks to become President Trump's running mate. This would be a brilliant political move by President, whoop, I hit this. This would be a brilliant political move by President Trump and effectively the entire 2024 race. Joe Biden and his handlers are literally trembling in fear over this juicy news. And Nick Adams is the best-selling author endorsed by President Trump and the founder of Flag USA 1776. Excuse me, he was also a presidential appointee. He was born in Australia and he's he's here in America. And he's an A1 policy ambassador. He hosts a whopping, I want to say, 200 and some odd 50,000 followers on 
<clears throat> on Twitter. I, I, he's not like just some troll out here trying to start shit. And so there's some legitimacy to what he is saying. I don't know if who, obviously I don't know who his source is or anything like that, but somebody with the, with that kind of sound following and that kind of sound Twitter account uh, isn't just going to come out and tweet some dumb shit. I don't think so. Maybe boy, that would be something little wolf says. I feel like that makes the least amount of sense. So it fits in with everything that's happened in the last few years. I agree this. I feel like this feels, this is, this is not a direction I would have went. And in fact, I even commented that a couple of times, like, nah, this isn't it. Like, you know, I'm not going to see Tucker on a Trump ticket, but I don't even know how Tucker would, are we talking like VP? I mean, nobody can do as bad as Kamala. Um, he would be a good pick. He'd be, it would be, my God, could you imagine the content? We would have content for years, years and years and years with Tucker Carlson compared to Kamala Harris. Oh. That would just be epic. I don't know. Maybe. Um, the last rumor that I had heard was that it was because of this episode that he did where he and this this rumor, not rumor, but this comes from JFK Jr. Oddly enough, and JFK Jr. came out and he stated I should have it. You know what? I'm 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 prepared for the most part, but I think of things that I'm like, man, I should have had this. So Robert F. Kennedy tweeted out that Fox fires Tucker Carlson five days after he crosses the red line by acknowledging that TV networks pushed a deadly and a deadly and ineffective medication to please their farmer advertisers. Carlson's breathtakingly courageous April 19th monologue broke TV's two biggest rules. Tucker told the truth about how greedy pharma advertisers controlled TV news content, and he lambasted the ambiguous newscasters for promoting jabs that they knew could be lethal and worthless. For many years, Tucker has had the nation's biggest audience averaging on 3.5 million, 10 times the size of CNN viewers. Fox just demonstrated the terrifying power of big pharma. And the interview that, or the monologue that he's talking about is right here. Tucker Carlson, tonight, sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. You'll be in the shower and you'll think they're bad, but how bad are they? Well, here's one measure of their badness. You can try this at home. Ask yourself, is any news organization you know of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertisers? Anyone who do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt and should not be trusted. What would that look like? That level of corruption. Well, imagine that the Trump administration had made it mandatory for American citizens to buy my pillow. That's one of Fox News's biggest advertisers. Imagine the administration declared that if you didn't rush out and buy at least one my pillow and then at least another booster pillow, you would not be allowed to eat out. You couldn't re-enter your own country. You couldn't have a paying job. My pillow, they told you with a straight face, was the very linchpin of our country's public health system. Now imagine as they told you that, that Fox, as a news organization, endorsed it, amplified the government's message. Imagine if Fox News attacked anyone who refused to buy my pillow as an ally of Russia, as an enemy of science. And then imagine that Fox kept up those libelous attacks even as evidence mounted that my pillow caused heart attacks, fertility problems, and death. If Fox News did that, what would you think of Fox News? Would you trust us? Of course you wouldn't. You would know that we were liars. Thank heaven Fox News never did anything like that. But the other channels did. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies. And then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. 
At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened across the American news media. They all did it. So at this point, the question isn't who in public life is corrupt, too many to count. The question is, who is telling the truth? Yeah, bitches. <laughs> Tucker's... <laughs> now, if I were to come out here and say that on YouTube, they'd take me down. Like, whatever. I don't have my pillow. It's fine. So that was one of one of the there's a lot of rumors. That was one of the rumors is the reasoning that he was taken down. Another one, not this wasn't really a rumor, but it was just odd timing was his um speech that he gave at the Heritage Foundation. Now, Tucker spoke at the Heritage Foundation on Friday, and then it was announced Sunday that he would be leaving Fox News. And here's what he said at the Heritage Foundation. Now, listen, listen quietly. <laughs> what are you, 10? L listen quietly, kids. Listen closely. Damn. So for every 10 people who are putting he and him, him in their electronic J.P. Morgan email signatures, there's one person who's like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry, I don't want to fight, but like, I'm not doing that. It's a betrayal of what I think is true. It's a betrayal of my conscience, of my faith of my sense of myself, of my dignity as a human being, of my autonomy. I am not a slave. I am a free citizen, and I'm not doing that. And there's nothing you can do to me to make me do it. And I hope it won't come to that. But if it does come to that, here I am. Here I am. It's Paul on trial. Here I am. Here I am. That's how we all feel right now. Like, here we are. Just come get us. You went to he, her, himness, himnies. Um, that was one of the things two people said that might he might have been pushing back on when it comes to Fox News. That Fox News was asking their anchors to go more inclusive. I, I hate the word woke, and so I'm not trying to use that, but more inclusive, like adding pronouns to their signatures at the end of emails, like adding pronouns to their bios on the internet. Tucker Carlson's bio up until this morning on Twitter had was labeled as a she, her pronoun, along with a bunch of other just trolling type garbage. Now he's deleted his bio since uh, then, but that was, that might've been a big part of, of why they parted ways. The way that I read it though, with Tucker Carlson, it was that he left, uh, that Fox news didn't necessarily out him, but maybe he had left and like Dan Bongino too. And we're gonna talk about him in just a minute left because of contract reasons. Now, like I said earlier in the live Tucker, there was no goodbye episode. Like nobody knew this was even going to happen. Tucker's last episode was of him talking about the, the guy that with a pizza delivery guy that had tripped the criminal that was running for the cops. You know what I'm saying? Had invited him on and they had pizza together. And this was that one. Every man called Tyler Morrell and ever Conscious of the opportunity to use our job to get free food, we thought we'd like to taste your pizza. Tyler Morrell joins us in studio. He will deliver literally anywhere. Tyler, it's so great, great to meet you in person. A couple Coco's pies. So we at these are from Coco's, established 1978. Everybody loves Coco's pizza. That's right. Where's Coco's base? Uh, Aston, Pennsylvania, and Delaware County. Delaware County, yep. best part of the state. I think Ooh, we have a special cheese pies. We have a special pie for you okay. here. Here's Tucker's pie. So I am, as you can likely tell, a pizza aficionado. I was a pizza delivery boy for two years. Is it years. warm at all? Yeah, it's totally warm. <laughs> These warmers are just like one of the great wonders of science. 
We're going to, this is sausage. That's sausage. And oh, pineapple. Right. And really quick, as a pizza professional, do you look down on this order? Is this- I do. I think that. I, I consider a criminal. <laughs> I knew you did. I used, to, I used to deliver pizzas and calzones. I considered immoral, but I delivered them anyway. It's actually still job. hot. It's actually still hot. Uh, <laughs> All the way from It's Philly. so good. It's unbelievable. All and you are a hero. Philly. How's your leg, by the way? Your leg was injured by the fleeing arm, the car thief. It's got a bone bruise on it down here. Oh, damn, I can see it. Yeah, it's not too bad, though. Were your family and friends impressed by what you did? They were. They're actually here with me today. Are they really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go, once I've stuffed myself on your pineapple and sausage, and you're right, it is a disgusting order, but I have no shame. <laughs> um, I'm going to go meet the... Oh, there they so that was his last episode that he did with Fox News. And then now he's gone. He's not going to be doing another. There's not going to be any goodbye episode. There's not going to be anything like that. Now, there were a lot of people that had a lot of things to say about in regards to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson leaving some of the good and some of the bad. Rachel Maddow came out and tweeted out that she was going to go on at the same, you know, at 8 p.m. tonight. And everyone was like, we don't care. Nobody watches Rachel Maddow. And if you do watch Rachel Maddow, you're still wearing your mask in your car. Don't come fight me. Fucking fight me. I, I'm you're There's nobody on the right or the left that can live up to what Tucker Carlson did. And it doesn't matter what your politics are. He consistently called out just the nonsense that was going on. And a lot of times he would do it from both sides. I can remember him calling out Trump as well. Uh, he would do it from both sides. A lot of people had some stuff to say about it. Glenn Beck was one of them. Glenn Beck then had a show last night and had talked extensively about Tucker Carlson, quoting that um, that this was pretty much going to be the death of Fox News. And I think he's right. I, Fox News' ratings dropped literally overnight. Everybody that's anybody that anybody watched, it left Fox News. And, and nobody is going to be watching Fox News after this. But here's what Glenn Beck had to say. All right, I got to give you some breaking news. Uh, Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Wow. Wow. Tucker Carlson wow. and I have become friends, and mm. uh, <clears throat> hopefully I'll be able to talk to him today. I don't know what the situation is. But uh, Tucker, come to Jamaica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we would love to have you here. You won't miss a beat. And together... Two of us will tear it up. Just tear it up. That would be fascinating. I mean, it he, would be. I'm sure there's there are going to be quite a large uh, contingency of people trying to get that done. <laughs> I think that'll kill Fox. I, I really do. I, I, I know so many people that, you know, still kind of like Fox and they watch the other shows, but they're like, Tucker's, Tucker is the only one that I really trust. You lose Tucker Carlson, I, I, I think that really kills them mr carlson's last program was february april 21st I, the fact that you have the number one host in all of cable news and he doesn't even come back on to say hey this is what's going on i mean that no goodbye show no none of that just he's done fox news tonight will air at 8 p.m eastern this evening on an interim as an interim host helmed by rotating fox news personalities until a new host is named would you sign up for the blaze right now so i we just have a bucket full of money we could throw his way uh where would they go for that glenn? you'd go to uh blaze tv.com blaze tv.com slash glenn you'll save 20 dollars if you use the promo code question everything 
become a subscriber. I'll tell you now more than ever, where are you going to get the truth? Tucker was the only guy out there that I felt was in the mainstream media that was telling America the truth. Who's doing that? There's nobody in the mainstream media. Nobody. And I I now include Fox. Getting rid of Tucker Carlson? Wow. Letting him walk out the door even? Wow. A guy's at the top of it. He had, what, three days with Elon Musk last week. Hmm. You get to sit down with Elon Musk at this time with everything that's going on between the Starship and uh, Twitter. Ah. And you're gone the next week? Never seen anything like it. Yeah, I think, and I think he's right. I think this is going to be, Fox News isn't going to be able to come back from this. Tucker was, Tucker was Fox News. When people talked about Fox News, they immediately went to Tucker, whether they liked Fox News or they hated Fox News. People's immediately, immediate mindset was Tucker Carlson. So it will be really interesting, like I said, to see if Tucker comes out and does something else. I can't imagine him just disappearing uh, from the media forever, whether he joins up. I know James O'Keefe, posted something that was something somebody else had said to James O'Keefe had posted a picture of him and Tucker uh, shooting in the woods it was a couple years back, but he'd reposted it as a, a, a tribute to Tucker Cross and all the good work Tucker, all the good work Tucker had done for Fox news. And you know, that James O'Keefe, he had started, Oh my God media. Um, it has been rolling with that. And he cornered uh, what's his name, Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney in the women's restroom at the, the Hilton or some damn thing in California. So you might see the start of all of these people doing almost like an independent media organization. So Glenn Beck also caught my attention earlier this week with another monologue that he had had. And this really doesn't have anything to do with Tucker or anything like that. But I wanted to show you guys this because it really did kind of hit home for me. And I think a lot of other people that are feeling this way. And here was this one. I'm worn out. I am fed up. I've had enough. I am tired of exposing corruption, doing our homework, finding, going overseas and having documents translated to make sure they're exactly right, presenting the evidence. We know what's happening, except then once we expose it, nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a damn thing anymore. Nothing. If you and I did half the things that people in Washington do every day, you and I would go to prison. Clinton got away with it. Even the left knew that the Clinton Foundation was dirty. They sold uranium to our biggest enemy, Russia. Nothing. No. She can take confidential, top secret emails and put them on her server at her home. Something you and I would go to prison for. We would be in prison for the rest of our lives. Not a big deal. Benghazi? No. Not only did we show you that we were gun running to a group in Syria that became ISIS, that's what we were doing in Benghazi. Not only that, but just the killing of a U.S. ambassador. And, might I point out on Veterans Day, we abandon our troops. Did anything happen? Nope. 
Nope. <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, of actually being open and saying, okay, well, let's look into the spying on this presidential candidate. That's a pretty hefty charge. Were they doing it? And then finding out, yes, they were, and nothing happens. <laughs> he was colluding with Russia. My gosh, that should be the biggest scandal of all time if that were true. If it wasn't true, and it was started, and evidence, paperwork even showed that they knew, all the way to the White House. You'd think that would be even a bigger story. Lying to the FISA courts, nothing. Creating an enemies list, nothing. Using our own intelligence agencies to assist in this operation. Spending millions of dollars on a claim they knew that wasn't true. The collusion on Russia, they knew it in, before the president was ever elected. The scandal... The loss of billions of tax dollars in Ukraine, no big deal. The lies and the collusion with the Obama administration in Ukraine, no big deal. Hunter Biden, forget about Burisma. What was that, $7 billion? Ha, who cares? Look at Hunter Biden and his, his uh, father in China. Oh, but we don't have any proof of that. Yes, we do. We have all the proof anyone who cares to be honest needs. We have all the documents on his own freaking laptop, which have been verified for people that were working with him, who were Democrats that had those, those same emails on their computer. Nothing. The scandal of our Justice Department, the deep state, which I didn't believe in four years ago. My gosh, you've got to be dead and probably voting in the last election if you don't see the deep state. The corruption of our media, our media telling us to deny our own eyes. There's a car on fire, and they're like, oh, nothing's happening here. It's totally pe There's a car on fire behind you, but we're not supposed to notice that. Good has been made evil, and evil is made good. They ask you now to don't believe your own eyes, believe us. Our country is being torn apart on the streets by radicals who are marching with no Trump, no Biden, no America signs. But don't worry about that. This is just a peaceful group. Really? Our children are being indoctrinated with all kinds of crap, telling them that they're racist because of the color they were born with. The teachers' unions completely out of control. The lies of Black Lives Matter, Inc. And no one seems to care. No one seems to care that Black Lives Matter is actually a corporation. That Black Lives Matter, on their own manifesto, said they wanted to destroy the nuclear family. But that's all fine. Antifa? No. They're not wild in the streets. That's only an idea. Yeah, kind of like Nazism was an idea. But yet, if you support the Constitution, if you just say, I want a fair and legal count, you're a radical. You're an anti-government zealot. I've had it. I've had enough. He got me with that. Sonia, 
Sonny J, he got me with that. I was like, oh. Like, I try not to do things like post videos like that that get people all riled up because I know at the end of the day, a lot of this is just, you can't control any of it. But that got me because I'm like, man, I'm tired too. Like, we're tired. I feel this way about the whole transgender takeover of the biological. Like, I'm tired of explaining this to people when I shouldn't have to. So kudos to Glenn Beck for just unleashing on his show. Um, more to come probably from him. Who knows? Maybe they'll all join together. Charlotte Moore, thank you for the super sticker for helping us keep the lights on. We love your face. I appreciate it very much. It helps, again, with the lights that I had to buy because we had to move upstairs again because the light up here is terrible. And just thank you. We appreciate it. I love your And thank you guys just for being here. And anyone listening after the fact, thank you for being here. Now, Trump also, of course, had something to say when it came to Tucker Carlson. He also had something to say about Don Lamont. Um, but he came out and Trump was in the interview when the, the news about Tucker had broke. And here is what he had to say. It's good to see you. My honor. So Tucker Carlson was sitting here two weeks ago interviewing you. He's gone. What do you make of that? Well, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Uh, he's a very good person, a very good man and very talented, as you know, and he had very high ratings. So uh, we're just learning about it almost as we speak. You and I just said, wow, that was something. That's a big one. Uh, I don't know if it was voluntary or was it uh, was somebody fired. But I think Tucker's been uh, terrific. He's been, especially over the last year or so, he's been terrific to me. There's a lot of turmoil over there, Fox. I mean, 787 yeah. they just paid. Why would they get rid of a guy who's performing? Why would somebody do that to their business? It's good to see you. That's a great question that has not been answered yet. So hopefully more to come on the Fox News stuff. Um, and it was interesting to hear Tuck, or Trump say that too. I think a lot of you already know about the text messages that came out. So apparently there were some text messages of Tucker Carlson who was explaining his disdain for Donald Trump and the whole uh, election of 2020 and didn't want to talk about it anymore. He was really frustrated about it. But I never got swayed on that because if you'd watched Tucker for any any amount of time, even during like the campaign season from 2019 to 20, you knew that, you know, he, he didn't necessarily care for Trump's style. He wasn't like a big Trumper. He wasn't like Trump can't do no, you know, he was very, I, I almost want to say kind of biased when it came to the Trump stuff. Um, so when they also announced that he could be running, um, it's the, the whole thing is going to be really interesting. So U S army veteran says, do y'all think Tucker is under a hush order for the J six tapes? That was another rumor, but there was some conversations that there is more to the January six tapes that was supposed to come out on Tucker Carlson, but wasn't allowed to by Fox. And so now that Tucker has left and it was, here's the thing. Okay. So get your tinfoil hats on for just a minute. Listen. You ready? Sonny, you got yours on. Mine's covering chicken. It's in the fridge. Listen, Tucker Carlson was handed the J6 photos, not Fox News. Tucker Carlson by Kevin McCarthy, the house, right? Gave Tucker Carlson the J6 footage and said, here, go through it. So Tucker Carlson and his team went through it. And then they put out what they could. Fox came in and was like, shh. No, nope. and they they kind of even said that there was a lot of rumbles about Fox was like, look, you can't show any more of this because he was supposed to be like a three day episode. It was supposed to be like a three day special. They were going to do it in segments, and they were going to, and then all of a sudden it was one night, and then that was it. And now Tucker's gone, and Tucker's at the Heritage um, Convention, have talking about she/her pronouns, and 
corporations making him do things that he doesn't want to do because it doesn't align with his values. It is more possible than not that it had something to do with the J6 footage, yes. And this is, again, why I'm led to believe that Tucker is the one that walked away, not necessarily Fox News, <clears throat> which is also my... Well, I'm also led to believe that he's got something in the fire on the back burner, and there might be more to the J6 tape. There she goes. Sonia's got her tinfoil hat on. Sonia, we love you. Look at Here she is right here. Look at her tinfoil hat. We love Sonia. It leads me to believe that there is probably more footage that is going to be coming out. And this could be like a big thing. This could be the thing in 2024, right? That sways the election or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever chapter in the movie that we're in, this could be the next big thing. Yes. So, and so I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying. U S army veteran, a hundred percent. Um, now where was I? I forgot. Lenny, Lenny Kenny, thank you so much for the $5 super sticker. I love your face. Thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on and keeping me in. And Mama's Robbins with $10 keeping me in stock for blood pressure medication, which I'm going to share with Glenn Black because after that video, he probably needs it. Dan Bongino also came out and announced on the same day that Tucker Carlson was leaving that he is also going to be leaving Fox News. Dan Bongino says he's leaving Fox News. Unfiltered host sites failed contract talks. Now, it's very likely that Dan's contract and Tucker's contract were up at the same time, which is why maybe they both uh, were having contract negotiation um, discrepancies, uh, but they both left on the same day. They couldn't come to terms. The timing does seem a little odd unless the contracts had a very similar date and they, you know, that they were up and that they would be renegotiated. And so yes and no, <clears throat> maybe we'll see. Um, but that wasn't all. So we're, we're going through all this yesterday. So I'm, I'm making my TikToks. I'm firing them out. I'm making notes on the show. I'm like, here's what we're going to talk about. Let me find some footage. What else do we got? And all of a sudden, I get this big breaking news headline. Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Don Lemon fired. Fired from CNN. He didn't leave CNN. He was canned from CNN. And CNN didn't make this statement. Don Lemon did on Twitter. Don Lamont woke up and said, listen, I'm going to post this to Twitter. Watch out. I'm a lefty. And he states, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I'm stunned. Stunned, I say. He's just stunned. Stunned. Anyway, after 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to work. And I've loved at a place that I've loved the network for a long time. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams that I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the best. And he was stunned, disheartened and stunned. But then CNN came out and they were like, listen, that's not what happened. Don Lamont, you trash. CNN comes out and says, listen, Don Lamont's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Because they were like, look, come in and talk to us. And he's like, no. You know what? I can almost picture out this way. He's like, no. He turns his nose up to everybody. No. I'm not going to come in and talk because I'm God. And I don't need to. And they're like, all right, bet. Well, then you're fired. Right? Trump also then had something to say about Don Lamont getting canned. And here's what Trump had to say. Maybe. If we can get it up here. Trump came out and said, the dumbest man on television, Don Lamont, has finally been fired. Fake news, CNN. The only question is, uh, what took them so long? And that is a great question because Don Lamont sucks. 
and he had a lot of allegations against him. That was the, so that was the reason that they're stating was because of the allegations against him and regarding his attitude uh, around the women that he worked with. There was also an incident of him at a bar. Now, this was like a year ago, and I don't know if you guys remember this. So Don Lamont was apparently sitting at the bar with another male. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking like a coworker, if I remember this right. And they they were making jokes or something, but Don Lamont like grabbed his hand and shoved it down his pants, his own pants, like grabbed the guy's hand and shoved it down his own pants and had him like, and was talking about, you don't want any of this. Like, and the guy filed charges against him for sexual harassment. That was like a year or so ago. Uh, and then nothing really came of it and he got to keep his spot. But then he came on in another segment and was like, women don't matter and da, 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 da. And then everybody was all fired up, but then he kept his spot. Well, now he didn't. Contractor was up for renewal and they were like, no, no, we're not going to renew it. Um, Vivek Ramesway. I don't know if I'm ever saying that right. Vivek, did I have this one? Nope, I guess I don't. But Vivek Ramesway came out and he had a video sitting down with um, Don Lamont too. And it got really heated. They were talking about the Civil War and and uh, black people owning guns. And then Don was yelling at him. And he thought maybe that was the reason he got seen in. I'm not so sold on Vivek Ramesway. I don't, I don't think that that was the reason why it could have attributed to it. But I don't think it had anything to do with why Don Lamont is no longer there. But he's no longer at CNN. There's something going on behind the scenes with mainstream media. I'm not horribly surprised because we are coming up on a very important election, probably a more important election than 2020. This election is going to be fire, straight fire. It's just going to be outrageous. And so I'm not horribly surprised that some media is going to be shaken up. Um, I was a little surprised by CNN's Don Lamont because he, you know, he barks for the administration and all that. So I don't know. But maybe with Tucker and them leaving, maybe they are going to start their own independent journalism, independent company. And then that way we can actually get real coverage when it comes to the different things that are going on with the election. The media plays a huge part in the election. Fox News, if you guys remember, came out in 2020 and called the election for Joe Biden long before the votes were even counted. Like they called it. People were fired up. That's when people's faith in Fox News really started to dip out. And I don't think that they'll be going to be able to recover from getting rid of Tucker. So he wasn't the only, so they weren't the only ones that left their jobs over the weekend. All of this was happening, but Susan Rice has also left her position at the white house. And many people out here think that there is a shadow government being run, uh, under like the, the Biden administration. So basically they are the ones calling the shots in the Biden administration. And Biden is just a mouthpiece. And a lot of people have told me that this shadow government is Susan Rice and Obama, but now Susan Rice was fired from the white house. So Susan Rice to step down as Biden's domestic policy advisor. Ms. Rice oversaw some of Biden's administration's most polarizing issue, including gun control and student loan relief. Um, she was the main domestic policy advisor, and she's leaving the White House after more than two years as, an, as the 80-year-old chief executive gears up for a re-election campaign, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. And the days after the report indicated that she ignored concerns about migrant kids being processed into work. She's 58, reportedly clashed with other Biden aides over the border crisis that had been began during the Biden, during Biden's first year in office. 
Rice's office occupied the upper west floor of the wing, and she was rarely seen by journalists on the White House grounds, though she was occasion the occasional target of anonymous attackers by insider rivals. Current and former White House officials blasted Rice, Rice to the left-leaning American Prospect magazine last year and accused her of creating an abusive and dehumanizing workplace. Rice at one point berated Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Bacara and accused him of incompetence in processing migrants on the border, according to a May 2022 article. She sounds like a peach, but... During the Obama administration, she was terrible, too. She was a part of all of the eats a pay eight gay stuff. There were some photos of her floating around and with John Podesta. And anyway, so if you were of the belief that that is who is running the Biden administration, that this is not the Great Awakening, but still more of the same shit that's been going on for the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years. So what now then? Now that she's not there. And the media hasn't seen her since Biden necessarily took office. And Biden is obviously not Biden. We've seen enough mask photos. Like, I just sit with that for a little while. Like, are are we? Or, or are we into a great awakening? You're, you just have to see how bad it can get if you don't start paying attention type of situation. So just sit with that for a little while. Whether or not the lizard people are still in charge, we don't know. Was she a lizard person? Probably. Look at her. Look at her. Lizard person. I saw some other pictures on Twitter. I should, I'd share them here, but YouTube gets weird with some stuff going on in front of the White House and gallows. And I don't know if it's legit, but it's interesting to look at. I would just like to point that out. I'll retweet them and then you can find them. Follow us on Twitter. Just at Shipwreck Show. Um, so I, I don't know. It further fueled. This was okay. So this, this whole ideology that there's a deep state was further fueled by the fact that the DNC came out over the weekend stating that they were not going to allow Democrats to debate each other in the primaries, which I don't know if that happened. Someone said Trump didn't debate in the primaries either. I don't remember. I guess I didn't really look. Sonny, do you remember that? She's look, She's got her tinfoil dunce hat on. She don't remember. But they're not going to allow the Democrats to debate during the primaries. Now, I'm going to walk this back with you. And I typed this up before I started, but then I, I started thinking that I made this TikTok, right? So I want to walk this back to John F. Kennedy, or not John F. Kennedy, or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he announced he's going to be running for president in the DNC. Okay, that was a couple weeks ago. On the 23rd, so it was a couple days ago. I don't know what day today is. This would have been like Thursday or Friday. He tweets out that he has always liked Joe Biden for many years, but we differ profoundly in fundamental issues such as corporate influence in government, censorship, civil liberties, poverty, corruption, and war policy, among other things. I look forward to engaging him in debates and town hall meetings in the primary election that is honest, civil, and transparent. I invite him into the new era of respectful dialogue in these times of division. He tweeted that out on like Thursday where he's talking about doing the primaries and, and the primary debates. And on what yesterday, I don't text in here anymore. I think it was yesterday, Saturday, the DNC came out and said, look, we're, we're not going to host these debates. So Robert F. Kennedy tweets it out. The next day, the DNC is like, oh, we're not, we're not going to do any debates. Sorry. I'm so sorry. We're not going to let you get up there. And then Sunday morning, yesterday morning, or this morning, I'm sorry, Tuesday morning, Biden comes out and officially 
announces his run for 2024 via video campaign that he posted to YouTube. So I'm going to run through this again. Last Thursday, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. comes out and he's like, I'm looking forward to the primary debates, right? DNC comes out on Saturday and is like, no, we're not going to do any debates. Sorry, RFK Jr. You're not going to get to make our guy look like a fool up there. We are whole. They actually said this in an article. We are 100% behind the Biden administration on this. So we don't need to do the debates. Okay. And then this morning at eight, six in the freaking morning, Joe Biden's out and he makes this video. Here you go. Enjoy. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we were in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty, respect, and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing us. Well, every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. We, the people, the democracy, are proud of So if you're with me, go to JoeBiden.com and sign up. Let's finish this job. I know we can. Because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. How are you going to finish a job you ain't never even started yet, my friend? Come on. Listen, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you vote for. But you know what? You're never going to do it like Trump's campaign team can. Like, I, that was nothing like what Trump could do with his campaign videos. It's, I don't, you can come out here and talk about defending democracy, but you are not going to allow 
the other people who are running against you to get up on the national stage and debate you. Um, Sonia says, see all the pandering to minorities, LGBT. Yeah. And that's, that's all it is. It's pandering. Those piece people don't know either. They don't know, or they have forgotten some of the verbiage and things that he used to say when he was in charge of the Senate, when he's coming out there, dropping the hard R on the Senate floor, telling people that he didn't want his kids growing up in a racial jungle. Those kind of people don't change. And I don't even think that's Joe Biden anymore. I'm pretty sure Joe Biden did, but what, whoever it is. It's definitely pandering to a base. And I'm hoping this base can see through them. I don't, I don't know. More to come on that. But I you can't come out here and talk about defending democracy while you are not allowing democracy to take place. You can't take away the Democrats' right to to see the people that could potentially be running this country come up on the national stage and, and express their ideals and express their opinions and defend what they, they have to say and what they're running on. That's not a democracy. That's a dictatorship. That's a Kim Jong-un. He'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I cannot do debates. I'm just going to not do the debate. Okay, listen, you're just going to, you're just going to, because they've already picked it and they said it in the article. We already backed Joe Biden 150%. But how in the hell are you going to have a, a fair primary if you don't allow these people to get together and talk to each other? It's because Joe Biden physically can't. He cannot get up there and debate and then have any hopes of winning. And I really wanted to see these debates, too. Like I said, I, I'm looking hard at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I wanted to see him debate because I wanted see, to see people ask him the questions. I wanted to see him defend his stance on anti-vaccines. I wanted to see people ask him questions in regards to pronouns and the transgender ideology and gun control. I wanted to hear what he had to say. I wanted people to ask him those questions to try and put him in those hard spots. But now we don't get to unless he is picked as the DNC primary. I wanted to hear his thoughts on shit like this. Why is it that a couple hundred years from now, if you dug up my body, they're going to go, yep, that was a woman. Had babies. I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male through synthetic hormones and surgery. I will never be a man is it transphobic for me to tell the truth can you tell me about the procedures that you you had i've had seven surgeries i've had one stress heart attack i've had a helicopter life ride uh with pulmonary embolism i've had uh 17 rounds of antibiotics i had six inches of hair on the inside of my urethra for 17 months this is wrong so many levels for the first time in history a marginalized group has a huge dollar sign on the top of their head every child that they convince is is transgender and in need of medical transition it generates 1.3 million dollars to pharma was there any real discussion of the risks and the side effects and no no there's not and I know that people want to think that there is, but there's not. The truth is, is that medical transition is experimental. We have um, studies that said that medical transition helps mental health, helps mental health with kids. They've all been retracted, modified, changed. But the only long-term study tells us seven to 10 years is when transgender people are the most suicidal. We have five children's hospitals in the United States. 
downloading that. What? That's a phallioplasty. That's a bottom surgery. We have five children's hospitals in the United States telling girls that they can be boys at $70,000 a pop in a surgery that has a 67% complication rate. That will kill me from infection. I have three kids at the age that they're doing this to kids. I'm not transphobic. I love my kids and I love other people's kids and you should too. In fact, I just read a study right before I started live that something like 29% of generation um, Z is transgender. I don't know how valid that is right now, but that should lead you to believe not, not all of those kids are, are gender. What do they call it? Have gender dysmorphia. Like this is, this is a society thing. This is a peer pressure thing. This is, I want to be TikTok famous. I want to do things like this is not, uh, this isn't, I don't, I really don't believe this is some kind of physical thing that people are going through anymore. I just don't. Otherwise you would have had this, this, this doesn't, you don't take this big of a jump in one generation. KJ says that these transition stories are being suppressed. They don't want them out at all. There are a lot more than anyone realizes. There's an entire TikTok account that focuses solely on the detransitioners. They don't. And, but now you know why, like it really doesn't have a lot to do with, with Dylan Mulvaney or Bud Light, but we are going to talk about that in a minute. But it has to do with money. It has to do with big pharma. These people are going to have medical complications for the rest of their life. If you think about it, if you are going to transition from a man to a woman, you are going to have to take hormone supplements for the rest of your life. Your whole life. You are a, you are a big pharma customer for life. And God knows what it's going to do to your body. This is how they're doing your population control. This is this is how they're killing people off. They're not doing it. They're not going to kick your door in and, and, and take you off this planet. They're going to convince you that it's the inclusive thing to do. They're going to convince you that it's normal and it's cool. And they're going to make all of your, your favorite influencers big and famous so that you want to do it too. This is peer pressure 101 to drink, to smoke. All, you go all the way back. It's heartbreaking. And I wanted to hear, because this is the one thing that I have not heard Junior necessarily speak on. I have not heard him say a whole lot. And I've been watching and, and kind of looking around. I haven't seen him speak out on the transgenders in women's biological sports, using women's restrooms, Java the Hut, none of it. I haven't seen him say anything about it. And so I have no idea where he stands on this. And this is an issue that I am extremely passionate about specifically when we go into 2024 and really anybody that I vote for at this point in the game. Like if you haven't said anything um, in regards to this, like we're going to have to reconsider. This is where Trump will have my vote if he doesn't come out and say anything uh, or if any of them come out and don't say anything. So, but that segues us into the Bud Light disaster. You guys want to talk about this for a minute? Look, this is still going on. I don't know if you know this, but this is still happening. So a couple weeks ago, Dylan Mulvaney was the face of Bud Light, got his own can. Everybody's mad. Cool. So we're not drinking Bud Light anymore. We're still not drinking Bud Light, and we'll never drink Bud Light again. Um, and Bud Lights had really struggled with this campaign. So initially they did Dylan Mulvaney. Then Dylan, nobody, listen, 
Nobody has seen Dylan Mulvaney since. He is not on Instagram. He used to make TikToks every day, every other day. He has not made a TikTok since this happened. The last time I saw Dylan Mulvaney was when, um, oh, what's his name? James O'Keefe cornered him in that hotel. I have not seen a lick of Dylan Mulvaney at all. And that's probably because this was just a huge disaster. So Bud Light Brewer puts two executives on leave after the uproar of the transgender influencer. Alisa Heinerschnitt, who was the VP of marketing, initially was the one who was put on leave. And just a couple days ago, they had announced that her boss, Daniel Blake, was also placed on leave. And he does not have a replace me. And everybody's like, they shouldn't be on leave. They should be fired. They very likely could be. This could be some kind of transitioning out of the company just quietly. They're just, and they're going to pay them a settlement and just be done with it. Um, but I, I don't, and people are not, they're not having it though. People aren't, Bud Light stock is still kind of in the tank. People are just not having it. So I just read something yesterday. It's like down 17%. People are done. They are just over it. They don't want to do it anymore. And so then my governor came out and she's like, listen, if you don't like Dylan, that's cool. We're going to make these koozies and we're going to put real women on the face of these koozies. And she has got, I think this is Sarah Huckabee. I don't know who this old lady is. Uh, and then you've got the governor from South Dakota, Christy Noam. And then they put on uh, Governor Kim Reynolds from Iowa. And she put them on QZs. You can go buy them. Go to governorreynolds.com and find the link. And you can purchase yourself some real women koozies. Enjoy that. I like my governor, kind of. Except she's out here campaigning with um, Ron DeSantis. And I don't, I don't know. Ron DeSantis sent me a magazine. I live in Iowa. Ron DeSantis sent me a magazine full of his accomplishments. And he's like, go to willneverquit.com and join us. And I'm like, no, why are you sending me these? You are the governor of Florida. You are not running for real. You're not running for elections as far as I've heard. Like, why are you sending me this magazine, Ron DeSantis? What do you want? I have a governor. She's fine. I, I don't, I don't need Ron DeSantis as my governor. And he, I think he even said earlier this week, he has no plans to run in 2020. Why are you sending me this then, Ron DeSantis? Creepy. How did you even get my address? Some more to come. Bud Light is done. I don't know. We might see it continue. We might not. But it's also going to help me segue into the next thing. So a couple of weeks ago, we all know that a transgender male, so a female to male, broke into a Christian school. And shot six people, including three children, who um, all passed away, unfortunately. And the FBI found him really quick. Whether you believe this or not, it just just listen. The FBI found him who it was really quick. Uh, Audrey Hale's manifesto. She had a whole manifesto written, apparently. And in this manifesto, it broke down the 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 dynamics of the school, the doors, the windows. It had the maps of where all of these these classrooms were. Um, and a Nashville council member has told the New York Post that the FBI had said that the manifesto will not be released in its entirety and that the document in the wrong hands would be astronomically dangerous. So Nashville shooter Audrey Hale's still unreleased manifesto will not, when finally released, be released in the entirety because of the danger its contents pose. And that was according to Metro Nashville council member Courtney Johnson. Uh, and she goes on to say what I was told is her manifesto was a blueprint on total destruction. And it was so, so detailed at the level of what she had planned 
that the document in the wrong person's hand would be astronomically dangerous. She added that parts of the manifesto will eventually be released, but stressed that the vast overwhelming majority of it poses too much danger to the public. Bullshit. Why? She goes on to say, I personally don't want to know the depths of which her psychosis had reached. And what I'm told by my MNPD high ranking official is that it keeps him up at night. I'm going to deter that to defer to that person in the agency that I don't need to read that. And not everybody agrees with that mindset. No, you know why they're not. So there's okay. No, hold on. Maybe because this could also set the, the precedence for copycat. Possibly. Or this would make the entire agenda this would prove that the entire transgender agenda is as violent as everybody is saying it is, including the hormones that these people are taking, the transitioning of the medical transition, the, the war on their mental health. That's really more where I'm leaning. Like this would be detrimental to like big pharma, the people who are trying to be inclusive and want to love who you love. I really feel like that's probably more of what the problem with it is than the other. It just doesn't fit the narrative and it actually probably destroys the narrative at the end of the day. So we are going to get the manifesto when we get it. I don't know. I'll look through it. And if I feel like it needs to be talked about, we'll talk about it. Otherwise, probably not. How very Oklahoma bombing of them all. What was it? 9-11 to how very 9-11. I'm just going to keep all this stuff secret. We're not going to get to know. But you know what? If it was a Trump supporter... If it was the Pizzagate guy, the guy that kicked in the door at Ping Pong Pizza, we had that within days, right? The fuck out of here. Stupid. Stupid, Sonia. Government is stupid. Uh, what else do I got? I've got, lastly, the mortgage stuff. We can talk a little bit about that. This was something that people were talking about. I really didn't look at it too much, uh, but I did right before the show. So the mortgage, so the Biden administration put in a new bill or something to where if your credit score is like 720 or higher, you're going to have to pay an extra fee. But if it's lower, you're not going to have to pay the extra fee because that is going to be covered by the people with a higher credit score to make housing more affordable for people who maybe don't have high incomes. It basically just fucked anybody with a 720 credit score. I'm not in the, no, I think it was over like 620. I want to say like, we're like six, I don't know, 15, something like that. So we're not like, but we're not, we're not buying a house either. So I just don't really care that much, but a lot of people were talking about it. And I found this lady, this is the news girl, Lisa, um, remilled on TikTok, And I just adore her. And if you don't follow her, you should follow her, but she does a fantastic job in explaining what this is, how it's going to affect you, if it's going to affect you. And what kids could possibly look like in the future. And I'm going to let her go ahead and do it. You should go follow her. This is Lisa Remilled on TikTok. Okay, let's talk about that new mortgage policy from the federal government that basically subsidizes the fees for home buyers with bad credit scores by increasing the fees on home buyers with good credit scores. Now, I have all the facts about this big change in this video. So if you're actually interested in this topic to fully understand what's going on, you are going to want to watch this whole video maybe even more than once because I am packing a ton of information in here. And just like everything with the federal government, it's complicated, but I'm gonna simplify it as much as I can. First, let's talk about who this does not affect. 
this policy change in loan fees from the Federal Housing Finance Agency does not impact anyone that has an existing mortgage. If you have a mortgage right now, this doesn't apply to you. This also does not apply to you if you are getting a mortgage from a company other than Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. If you're getting a mortgage somewhere else, this also doesn't apply to you. But the reality is Freddie and Fannie loans are usually the most inexpensive, so lots of people do use them. Second, these are not new fees. These upfront fees have always existed. This new policy change just increases those fees for some buyers and decreases those fees for others. The federal government said these changes go hand in hand with its policy to promote sustainable and equitable access to affordable housing, especially for certain first-time home buyers, low-income borrowers, and underserved communities. Now, these loan level price adjustments, or LLPAs, are generally based on your credit score and how much of a down payment you are bringing to the table. What's changing as of May 1st is which buyers pay which fees. Now, I spoke with a mortgage expert who's been in this business for more than 35 years about what it actually means. Assuming it's it's a small down payment, you know, 10, 15, 20%, and assuming that you have that credit score of 660 or less, you're getting a better deal than that person with the good credit score and, and a, a larger down payment. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Buyers who would previously be considered risky with generally lower credit scores and less money down will see cheaper fees than they saw before. And those with generally higher credit scores and anywhere between 10 to 20% down will see higher fees than before. How much higher, how much lower? Could be hundreds, could be thousands, depending on several things. Check out this chart. If you have a credit score below 679 and less money in a down payment, generally you're going to see cheaper fees. That's why it's green. But let's take an extreme case. Someone with a credit score less than 639, putting down 3%. In the past, that person would be considered a risky buyer and your LLPA fee was 3.5%. But after May 1st, your LLPA fee is 1.75%. That's a reduction of one and three quarters percent. You can see it right there. Also, you're gonna benefit if you have a higher credit score and ironically enough, you put less money down anywhere between three and 5%. All that green, you're going to see cheaper fees. But the problem right here is in the middle. Those with credit scores between 680 and 779 who put down between 10 and 20%, they will generally see an increase in fees anywhere between 0.13% and three quarters of a percent. And depending on the size of your loan, that amount could mean hundreds of dollars more or thousands of dollars in extra fees up front. So what should you do if you're in that category? If you can raise your score in, in, into the next bucket, the buckets are you know, 780, 760, 740, 720, 700, et cetera. So if you can get yourself up to that next bucket, it means cheaper pricing for you or better pricing, especially in this situation where you can, if you can get above 760, you're just going to have to suck it up because there's there's nothing that you can really do about it. You don't want to tank your credit because it's going to cause you all kinds of other issues in life if you for credit cards and car loans. So just don't do that. And if you're in that lower credit score category, just suggest you should lock in these new rates, but only if you're ready. As long as your life is relatively stable and you can rely on somebody to back you up, that is the key to survival and success in home ownership. And if it means waiting six months or a year to, to, to regroup and get sort of, you know, financially fitness ready, then wait, because in the long run, you're going to be better off. You don't want to have a foreclosure or something on your hands. Oh, no, God forbid, no.
look, if you're really serious about buying a home, you need to find a lender that you can trust and talk to him or her about your own personal situation and what's going to fit best for you and your family. Now, if you want to see those LLPA charts from prior to May 1st and after May 1st, I'm going to send them out tonight in my Newsgirl News Roundup email. Okay. If you're not purchasing a home, it really doesn't affect you. If you are currently in your home, it doesn't affect you. This is only going to affect people who are going to be purchasing homes. Um, yeah, I, it's bullshit. <laughs> but nobody's surprised that it's that it's happening this way. They're doing it to try and get more people to purchase homes. Um, Audi suggests that they're getting rid of the middle class. That does really seem like the target with this. <laughs> Which, again sucks um i don't know so i it's that will probably be one of the things that changes if uh depending on who we get into office in 2024 um i know that's when when we purchased our home both under both well, i think we purchased ours both under trump policies before they changed before the recession hit uh, we did all right we came in you know did and our credit score is not near 780, but it wasn't terrible. It's not in the fours either or threes, but we came in just fine. Um, but I anticipate this being a problem, I guess, for some people. A lot of people are real mad about it. I'd be real mad about it too if I was looking to purchase home, if I did all the work to fix my credit just to find out that I'm going to get slapped with extra fees now. It's bullshit, but it is what it is. And, and I don't know about sucking it up, but maybe finagle with your lender a little bit. Our lender was all for it. She's like, if you could just do this and this, it'll raise your credit this to this point, and then you'll be able to qualify for this. And so that might be something you could do too. Um, the country is there's, there's a few things. The country is built on middle-class values. It's built on, it's built on um, small businesses and home ownership and uh, women. <laughs> they're all the things that they're trying to get rid of. Um, uh, you, the problem with this too, is that if this kind of opens the door for people who maybe aren't financially responsible enough to go and purchase homes that they can't afford, uh, you're going to see a lot of foreclosures that are going to come with this then too. And that also helps the government because there's fees. And so I don't know more to come. We'll see the, the wrath of this later. I'm sure, uh, might be just best to sit tight for now until things level out after 2024 and then maybe relook at it again. If, if you are in the home buying, if I don't, know, maybe not, I don't know. Talk to your lenders, see what they have to say with that. You guys, that's the last thing I had for today. And we're top of our hour. We are on with tomorrow's Wednesday. We're on with Shannon tomorrow night. I do not have a topic yet. I'm going to hit her up as soon as this live's over and see kind of what she wants. It's Shannon's night, so she's going to go over whatever it is she finds. So that's going to be shipping Shannon. That's tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And then I'll be back on Friday for Fan Fun Fridays. And Fridays are going to be dedicated to you guys. And we'll go over just basically anything that happens between today and Friday. And anything maybe that's not political. I, I've been watching Cake Gate. Have you been watching that, Sonia? Where that lady, she made a cake and then charged this other lady and then called her. Oh, man. Cake gate is just type in cake gate on TikTok. It's it's unreal. It's for a sprinkle cake. I'm watching it for like two weeks. Might talk a little bit about cake gate. Might talk a little bit about politics too. Again, and we'll see if anything cool happens between now and then. But that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything. I love your faces. And I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys.
Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong, you're headstrong.